Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Coming up on 10 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Monday morning, and this from the nation that for two years during the front end of the COVID outbreak told you that a nation of a billion people had fewer confirmed COVID cases than the state of Wisconsin, and the WHO printed it. <laughs> and believe them, the Chinese are outraged that we shot down their spy balloon. They're mad at us. How dare hang, we? Hang on. How dare you shoot down our spy balloon? It was slowly floating across <laughs> your country for several for days. For days. Taking <laughs> pictures of who knows all what. All kinds of intel. Classic response, and not that I expected the Chinese government in... Let me again state something we sometimes forget here is let's separate out the Chinese people from the people running that government. And the government reaction is what is laughable here. Them, the, who did they trot out? The defense minister? Yes. Haven't heard from Xi on this, right? The mm-hmm. president. But uh, they trotted out their defense minister to make a series of ridiculous statements about how outraged the, we are, they are that we shot down their weather balloon that had just accidentally drifted on over and then was... Parking over nuclear installations <laughs> and military <laughs> slowly bases. Slowly hanging out. Slowly hanging around. Not that we expected anything else, but this is classic right out of the communist playbook, which is the communist nation then gaslights other in- in nations. It's like the textbook definition mm-hmm. of gaslighting. Right, right. We've seen it multiple times recently. You try to convince everyone else and that other nation that... The exact opposite of what is happening is actually the truth. And you see it in Russia with Ukraine and Vladimir Putin and his government saying, like, we're we're just defending ourselves here. Like, I don't, I don't know what you expect us to do here. These guys over there, they're this rogue nation incur, uh, encroaching on our borders. Firing shots at this thing. Yeah, they're the bad F-22 guys. to knock down this weather balloon. Right. So... China now expressing outrage that we went and took care of the peeping Tom that was right outside our window. <laughs> we chucked a rock at him, and now he's upset he got hit in the head. Yeah. Whoa, hey, what gives? They're <laughs> hey, throwing rocks over here. I'm bleeding. Right. I don't know. You're peeking my windows, man. So I guess my question this morning is now, what else do we do about it? Because I say it's still our turn. We rolled doubles. China wants to say, well, we're going we're gonna to retaliate for this. Nah, it's still our turn. Because we didn't really retaliate. We just shot down your spy balloon. And today they are working. Actually, CNN has had some interesting pictures of the military ship that's out there and divers going into the water trying to recover what's left of this thing, if anything. What are we going to learn from that? Do we learn anything from that? Are they actually going to find payload information like looking through pieces of broken machinery. I've say, I definitely have suggested it's far different than if you know somebody shoots down a stealth fighter and then goes in and re- reverse engineers that advanced technology. No, there's nothing in there that we don't have, right, or is going to be overly revealing, I don't think, in terms of like their spy capabilities. But it would be nice to know, I have an actual accounting of what it is. And I think what's important in situations like this for our nation or for others that you know end up in this type of conflict is to bring it out. Show them one thing, one way you retaliate against the Chinese government in this situation is to continue embarrassing them and to say, no, nobody believes your crap. Nobody's listening to this. this is not a weather balloon. Here's this. This is not a thermometer. Show this off the is piece. A, okay. Right. Yeah. Here's this. This is what we found in the mm-hmm. ocean. Mm-hmm. Stop lying to the planet. And I think that's one way you retaliate. But should there be more? 
And that's a debate that's going to go on. Oh, there's that shot that I was just talking about. CNN's got somebody out on out, a boat. Out boat, yes. Diane Gallagher's on the ship looking for stuff. She's looking for divers who are looking for stuff. So I was questioning why we would even be dealing with weather balloons. Like, why would this be something the Chinese or any country would use rather than satellites? Well, first of all, it's significantly cheaper <laughs> to use a weather balloon. But also you can control it longer. You can do more with it as far as having it park in front or above something for a longer period of time. You can handle the orbit, obviously, of a weather balloon a little bit more than you can a satellite, which is obviously in orbit across the world. Which also makes it laughable, the Chinese response, further laughable, because they were suggesting, no, this is just drifted off course, but you have U.S. intelligence that is saying, nah, kind of, it was able to hover <laughs> and maneuver and steer. And there's another thing that if we can pull that chunk of whatever it was out of the ocean, mm -hmm. just say, nah, this was the mechanism you were using to steer this. Yeah. So that's crap, too, what you said there. Yeah, you're right. And I've heard from a number of people with, and I can't verify their credentials, they're just conversations I've had or things that have come in on the text line of folks who have suggested there are things that you can do from an altitude of 60,000 feet where this balloon was that you might not be able to do with a satellite in terms of other data you can collect. I don't know what specifically that is. I we suppose. don't necessarily need to get into it, but is it any more damning or damaging than what is already up there? And look, also don't text and say, you know, we do this too. I... I know. I expect we conduct surveillance mm -hmm. operations all the time on our friends and our allies. Yep. yep. Who do we get caught spying on? Did we get caught like an ally? Somebody was bent out of shape that we had. Was it oh. Germany or somebody got real bent out of shape? They're like, hey, you know, it might have been Germany. We, we found out you guys have been doing some. Oh, aren't we allies? My, my bad. Oh, hey, oof. <laughs> hey, hmm, hey. That also was a weather balloon. Hey. Yeah. What do you want? What do you want from us? Come on. Look, spy games happen, but like, don't get caught. And when you do, don't lie to the planet. That's where I'm at with that. But in terms of like, so this what is, do you want to have happen then? You want to flex a little bit? You, I want to flex a little bit. You want to drop a broken weather balloon on top of Beijing? <laughs> Just, here you go. So, on the front steps of some palace. <laughs> Enjoy. Here, this is yours. Boom, have it hang over some of their ornate buildings. Found this in U.S. waters. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it on the Great Wall. Right. Some iconic <laughs> you, want, you want to graffiti the Great Wall? Get <laughs> a guy out there with spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> Would that work? With some type of drone balloon that can then fly away? I'm looking for a little more than that. <laughs> But not too much. I, I grant you, I'm not suggesting that we start firing off missiles and start World War III today, but... That's not what your text said to me uh, over the weekend. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. That's true. There, there may or may not have been some eagles <laughs> and some flag gifts in the text that I sent to you and Pancake this weekend. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. There it is. There that's it right. Is. Let's, let them, let's let them see us. No, I think if you don't do something, and I'm not even talking about an overt action, a covert action. I don't know. Isn't there something over there we can hack? And there's something over there that they'll know it's us that we can say, well, I don't know what you guys are you talking about. what we about. should do? We should all start doing the same thing on TikTok just to mess with their minds over there. Wouldn't that be Every great? Every American. Some American-coordinated <laughs> TikTok response. <laughs> yes. We're all doing the... Frying pan challenge, <laughs> whatever it is, make some dumb thing up. Okay, it looks like we're already doing that. So what else you got? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that one's already happening. I'm sure there is, right? Every American on TikTok do the same thing and just gum up their system. We're not really getting any good surveillance out of the U.S. lately. And 100 million people all doing this dumb thing. <laughs>
No, I think there should be some sort of measured response, and I don't suggest it's overt. I suggest it's covert, so they know it's us, and we're hitting back a little bit. It's measured, but I suggest it's still our turn. Because there's a lot of conversation about China recently, even more than before, about, okay, are we, are we edging ever so closer to a war with China? Who is the military official that... Is that like by 2025, they figured? Yeah. Like, this is happening, folks. So... I'm not a big fan of escalation, and I'm a pragmatist. What is what does that get you? Tell me something materially that that gets you. But I think in this sort of you know chicken and mouse game right now that we got going, is that the right word? Cat and mouse game. Cat and mouse. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> chicken and mice may have something. That's a really to... crazy game. Let me tell you, you do not want to be involved in a chicken and mouse game. No, a game of chicken or cat and mouse game, the back and forth, need to make some sort of statement. 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. <laughs> Beyond popping the balloon. <laughs> no, that was the, I was opening up the, the talk line there. What, if anything, ought the U.S. to do additionally in response to this? We'll be back with your thoughts on that. 855-616-1620 in a moment. That's that. How about that pilot, the F-22 Air Force pilot who shot that thing down? Yeah, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? He's not exactly getting a maverick welcome back. (laughs) Bullseye! (laughs) Could you imagine if the guy's like, yeah, I got it. Like, just went Oh, man, he's got that for life now. He can sit and talk about that. Hey, I'm the guy who shot down the balloon. Bullseye. (laughs) Could you imagine what would have happened if he missed? Oh, man. <laughs> Reloading. Uh, sorry, Fox sir. Two. You're going to have to put one more at this. I thought, what do we know what they use? Like, what, what type of, uh, what kind of missile they use to knock it down? It's a sidewinder, heat-seeking missile. Or is it just like a piece of metal? <laughs> you throw a... Like a BB? A projectile? You throw a dart sort of like, out the window. Right, like a, more of a Nerf weapon type. <laughs> like, it just, it's not even propelled. It's just... <laughs> Uh, from uh, the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620, old National Bank, it old, you were asking, okay, so what should the response be? And of course, we got some phenomenal wrong answers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think me. we should inexplicably have power and water failures at all the Chinese embassies in key cities of the U.S. Hey, that's real. I would do that. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Here's one. Let's trade Aaron Rodgers to China. Maybe we can get something better than a weather balloon. Okay. What else? Uh, you guys are looking at this all wrong. This Chinese balloon might have been looking for a new Northridge shopping mall to buy out. Okay. What else? Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's flood Did China's air. call out for wrong answers only? <laughs> That's awesome. Flood China's airwaves with a continuous loop of 99 love balloons. <laughs> So this is great. This is what we get. And then here's one more from the 414. How about the chicken dance on TikTok? Because we talked about we should all be doing the exact same thing on TikTok to really kind of scramble their their data. If we're all doing the same thing like dancing in our kitchens, it'll be different than what's already happening on TikTok. This this is my fault. I was serious. I wanted to know. I wanted to know what people thought. Was there some sort of response that we ought to have to again while not in the moment lethal this incursion of our airspace the spy thing that was hanging over the u.s i asked 
What should we do? How should our nation respond? And this is what we got. <laughs> and it's my fault because I joked about it. Yeah, see, thanks for nothing. So, right, this is what I get. This is the this is the listenership we've encouraged now. Here's another one from the 913. Why would we use a million-dollar missile? I thought about that. And not just poke it with a stick. Bullseye! <laughs> right, each, each one of those shots, not cheap. <laughs> no. They are in the neighborhood of a million dollars a shot. Well, and by the way, you know what they did before they shot it down? They called NASA. They legitimately called NASA and said, hey, can you run some forensics on us and some probabilities of how this debris will come down? Because they wanted to make sure it didn't land on anybody or anything like that. So, and NASA has that technology. So they did. They ran debris reports on where it would fall, how it would fall, and where it would go. So how about that? NASA saving the day. Bullseye. Play your guy. <laughs> yeah, that one, our main guy. Bullseye. There he is. And people are debating, too. You know, the Sunday talk shows were all full of critics of the president suggesting that it should have been shot down sooner. And the president's line was, well, I told him on Wednesday, you know, go ahead and shoot it down. And it was the military that said, we don't, Mr. President, think we can do that safely with regard to folks on the ground. I'm still on my thing. Why didn't we just kind of lasso it and drag it back? Yeah. Couldn't we grappling hook it or something? And like, <laughs> like Batman? Yeah. Just, where he had that special plane, his yeah. Batmobile plane, and flew and grabbed it with a little pinchers on the front of the plane. Right. I mean, we laugh, but... We have stealth technology, okay? We're about to put people back on the moon. We don't have something that can just kind of attach to the little string there and drag it on back to some base. And then we would have it in its full glory. Yeah, I we was in favor of that. spray paint it, then send it back to China, show it to them, put a caricature of Xi on it if we wanted. <laughs> I can't repeat this. You guys, you guys on the text line, this is what we get. <laughs> you, got, you got a lot of wrong answers. <laughs> Okay, should we try again, serious? No, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna abandon it. I can't get a serious answer out of any of you today, and it is my fault. I will take ownership of it because we joked. So now I guess mm -hmm. we're gonna send a bunch of balloons with not very nice words on them. We're gonna spray paint the Great Wall. We're gonna turn off the water in the embassies. That's our official reaction. <laughs> But we ever know balloon. if there is another reaction, would we even ever know it happened? Or, I mean, I would assume we would, right? Because the White House would want us to know, right? They'd be like, hey, look what we did. We knocked it down. We're looking at it. Here's what it was. And now we're going to sanction or they'll, they'll throw out something to say, hey, here's how we're going to punish. Yeah, I think, I think you, do, you, you probably do Whether two things. Whether it does anything. One thing covert, which is we don't know, and it just sort of happens. And then, you know, they can say, hey, we think the U.S. did this. We don't know anything about it. And then one thing over it, maybe sanctions, maybe something else. But you have to do something because otherwise, you know, I next know time I, it's six balloons. You know what we should do? We shouldn't pay off our debt. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you're not getting any of your money. 827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's morning news. So this is a, <laughs> they keep coming. <laughs> Some great texts on this. All right. So we do know that, what was it, an F-22 that shot down the weather balloon over the weekend. <laughs> the weather we, balloon. We got this text. That plane has a symbol for every vehicle that it shot down. Well, they have to add a balloon decal <laughs> to the plane. <laughs> Little balloon decal on the side there. 
Well, right. I mean, that's a huge thing for a fighter pilot to get a kill or a quote unquote kill. If you're in combat yeah. and you shoot down an enemy aircraft, like that's a huge, it's a huge thing, right? You need five. This counts, doesn't it? Five kills to get it to be a, an ace. Yeah. And since we don't really have a lot of dogfighting anymore, any armed conflict like that. So, right. You, you got to take normally, what you can get. Right, you would normally be pretty proud of that. But, right. What are they going to put a clown decal, clown <laughs> balloon decal on the side of the F-22? Yes. I say yes. You get that decal. Air Force Major John Shinland in one kill. Clown balloon. (laughs) 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 When he got down, touchdown at whatever base he flew out of. What about a tattoo? Do you you wear a tattoo in the balloon? For sure. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. You go all in. Okay. Eight thirty-eight on Wisconsin's morning news, and again, you folks don't disappoint. Now people are texting in a shot of the F twenty-two with a balloon, a balloon decal. <laughs> on it. So it's a good-looking balloon decal. Thank you for that, and this is what we deserve. Hey, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> the train derailment. Is it Ohio? Yes, this is in uh, East Palestine, Ohio. About 4,500 people in this small town, but they've had some evacuations now because of this train derailment, which has been on fire since Friday. A small town in Ohio on edge after a disastrous train derailment a mile long. Multiple explosions caused massive fires, lighting up the night sky, burning for hours. Overnight, officials pleading with hundreds of people within a mile of the fiery accident to evacuate, saying the potential explosion of a rail car could launch deadly shrapnel up to a mile. Oof. So that thing is still on fire there in Ohio, and I bring it up just because when I when I look at those images, and I wonder if folks had the same reaction, if you've been around a while, and I guess in fairness, I was in Green Bay then just starting my TV career, but if everybody remembers Wyawega, small town in Wapaka County, actually a village, and I know it was a village because the opening of all of the news coverage for when this event first happened was this police car driving through the streets of this village and it was a woman with a classic wisconsin accent but she's going through on the on the loudspeaker saying attention we are evacuating the village of wywega man this propane train train carrying propane tankers had derailed right in the middle of the village and caught on fire and they were worried about a catastrophic explosion that could have wiped out, I can't remember what the radius was, the blast zone that they had drawn up. So they evacuated Wyiga. And For I, days? For how long? For weeks, I think, Eric, Holy if I remember cow. correct. Now, it was late or, or early 1996, and I remember that because I was about to graduate from college. I had started working part-time at the TV station, the CBS station in Green Bay, WFRV-TV, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. And it was my spring break, and I wanted to come in an intern and, like, kind of, in addition to my work, go out with some of the reporters who were covering sure. this huge story. And this train had derailed right in the middle of the village, and they didn't know what to do because there was the real concern that it, if it exploded, it was going to wipe people out. And they, for a while, then proceeded to, we're just going to kind of let this propane burn off for days and days and days. Oh, well, these gosh. folks had nowhere to go. And then another one of the big stories I remember was then, what about the pets? People left. They're like, hey, you got to get out of town. And those who, who thought of it grabbed their, grabbed their animals, their dogs and cats or parrots or whatever else they sure, had. Sure. 
But those who thought, look, we'll be in and out, and they're, they're clearly going to take care of this, right? Or maybe they got hustled out in a hurry, but they didn't take their animals with them. So days after that, people started really freaking out. And in fairness to them, they're looking at this saying, look, my house is right over there. Can't I just go run in? But the National Guard is there saying, oh, you can't. We need to protect you. You have to stay out. So it got a little tense. And all the while, are there crews working the flames? There was this, nothing or? they could do. So there was yeah, nobody they just near let it. it go. Right. They couldn't like. Okay. Because the propane was on fire, for whatever reason, they didn't feel like they could, quote unquote, put it out. So they kind of were just letting it burn off. I remember the pet rescue day. You had Wisconsin National Guard members bringing families in, like one by one or a couple. So, Eric, you would be the family. What do you have at home? You got, you got, got a, a dog, dog at home, right? yeah. Okay, so you're in charge, and your wife and kids are like, you got to go get Musty <laughs> or Misty or whatever. So, you got to get her. So I got to put my life on the line. And you were they were entirely willing to do it. And they would oh, ride sure, in these, sure. you know, Jeeps and stuff or, you know, vehicles. And, and you know, props to the guard. A number of people risked their lives as far as they knew, driving into the hot zone, so to speak, and allowing people, all right, you got five minutes. Go in there and grab what you can. I can't even imagine the dogs were what the out. dog would do in my house by himself for several days. <laughs> I cannot imagine. You come in, he's sitting on the couch. He's got the TV on. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Some beer, empty beer cans all over. Hey, if, if that was all it was, I'd be fine with I'm it. I'm good. No, I, I came to rescue you. I'm good. No, no, no. Say hey <laughs> to the kids. <laughs> Tell them I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, pet rescue was a big deal. Setting up in Wapaka for, you know, all the folks who didn't have a place to stay. You know, the good news was a lot of folks had family right around in the area. So they were shacking up with other people. And it went on for weeks. And they finally brought it to resolution by initiating an explosion when they felt enough of the propane had burned off in these Ah, tanks. And the risk of like a huge explosion uh, had passed. They thought if we go in there and do a controlled explosion, we can just end the threat and then everybody can go home. I think that's how they figured it out there in the end. But I was Carol just texted starting. in on this. She says she believes it was 21 days. There was three weeks. And she says farmers were sneaking back in to yeah. take care of their animals or milk their cows. Yeah. I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, you'd have to do something with those cows. You can't let that be. And after, right, and after weeks, like, people were frustrated because they respected that initially the response was, we have to keep you, we have to keep you safe and we have to do this. But then as it, as it continued to go on and on and on, folks, right, if, you, if your entire livelihood is your livestock or, you know, whatever else you have tied up in your home, I, I just remember that being a point of, point of tension, mm. if you will. I was, so senior year of college, so 22, whatever. I remember running into young Mercure. He was a really new reporter at Fox 11, your home team in Green Bay. First time I probably ever saw him in person. We didn't hang out. I was just like, sure. He's yeah. a little bit older than me. So he had a real jobby job. No, you can say it. He's a lot older than you. <laughs> I think he's at least four years older than me. So he was like in a real jobby job. Had his little uh, reporter trench coat on. Fedora. One of the most important things I did that week was I drove Governor Tommy Thompson from one live shot to another. So there was a media staging area where all the cameras were set up, and it was deemed to be a safe place where we could go. And the governor had come to visit the site early on and was going from you know WTMJ in Milwaukee to WISN to um, Fox 11 or Fox 6 mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Bing, Bing, Bing. Right, he did Smart all the move. Green Bay stations. So... 
the distance that he would have had to traverse over this parking lot, this icy parking lot, to get from whatever his last appearance was to WFRV where we were was it's going to be too much. So they let me they let me put a sitting governor in the station car, and I drove him. What did you guys talk about? <laughs> hey, how about that train? Stick know. it to him. <laughs> that is not what we talked about. Ninety six. So Tommy still had one more election to come. Mm-hmm. Was he yep, reelected yep. in oh in ninety eight? He was in through two thousand. Yeah, right? must have been reelected in ninety eight, right? In through two thousand, mm-hmm. then took his job as HHS secretary. So very significant. But folks, if you if you're watching this uh, coverage out of Ohio, looks eerily similar to what we had some twenty five, six, seven or so years ago in Wyiga, Wisconsin. Who was it that dropped the Prince reference at the Grammys? Lizzo. Lizzo. She likes Prince. Okay. Yeah, Lizzo said that uh, because of Prince and because of Beyonce, she is who she is. So she won an award. One of the it's too bad. I want to love Lizzo, but she said dumb stuff about Summerfest that time, and we I can't get past it. We should follow up on that and see if that ever got cleaned up. You don't think it did, It eh? didn't. Summerfest doesn't want to talk about These it. Ex- they I, looked into all the stuff she said, and there was nothing there. She I think made Lizzo up a actually, bunch of stuff. I feel like she'd actually be one of your favorites, because she's a band nerd who plays the flute and is she would be, super positive. You. Everything I she wants like to do her. is positive. Can't. Can't dump on the all right, so Harry Styles did well. Uh, actually, everyone did well. Beyonce won and broke records. Uh, Adele won something. So, like, really, everyone who was there <laughs> walked home with a gramophone or whatever they're called. Um, which got me thinking, like, at what point, like, are we just giving these? I don't want to be that guy, but are we just giving these awards Say it. to everybody? <laughs> it, it was everybody a winner? Well, here, I'm going to pull this up here. Album of the Year went to Harry Styles. Record of the Year went to Lizzo. Song of the Year went to Bonnie Raitt. Best Pop Solo Performance went to Adele. Best Pop Duo went to Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Best Rap went to Kendrick Lamar. Beyonce got Best Dance and Electric Album. Best R&B Song went to Beyonce. Willie Nelson got Country Album. So, like, every name a person and they won an award. <laughs> Willie's still winning stuff. Like, I always thought it was, you know, one person oftentimes would, would come home with six of these things. And I think that still happens because there are some subcategories and some smaller ones. But all these big awards, it's like everyone who was there got to enjoy being up on stage. Except for, like, Taylor Swift, who won just one award. She won life, so it's all good for <laughs> yeah, her. she's right? fine. All she right. looked like she was doing fine last night. Keep your statues or whatever you got. I no, Is it just because they have more categories nowadays, too? Like, I, the number of categories you listed it becomes so nuanced. And I, I grant you, somebody... Was it uh, Harry Styles when he got up there? He said, like... You can't. What was his line? Like you can't win this, or you can't say something is best in music because it's all subjective. Yep, that's exactly what he said. There is no such thing as best right. in music. Um, I thought that was an interesting statement. I don't think any of us sit in the studio thinking, making decisions based on what is going to get us one of these. This is really, really kind. You know, I really want to believe that he's like a cool dude. He just comes off like he's pretty chill and yeah. humble and all that. No, not. I I just don't know. I mean, <laughs> I want to believe it. I just you never know, right? No, you so don't. He, he right. had a good night. Uh, Adele met The Rock, so I guess that was a big deal. So she, the only uh, part of last night that I was not a, a, a fan of, and I just, for whatever reason, she bugs me, and I think it's because she needs to just retire and be done, but Madonna was back. I'm here to give thanks to all the rebels out there forging a new path and taking the heat for all of it. Because, because you know, I am a rebel also. I was a rebel one time. 
Okay, Madonna, thank you. I love you shoulder shrug, Madonna. I do. I, it's time to move on, Madonna. She had her decade. She had her generation. Actually, she had more she had than like a two, decade. Two solid decades. I'm not, I'm not, Three I'm not poo-pooing her run. I'm just saying, okay, there's a lot of other people out there now. Clearly, and they all won something. <laughs> Every one of them won at least once. But the difference between song of the year and record of the year is what? Um, oh, man, now you're throwing this on me. So there, so there are criteria. Yes, an album is different than record, which is different than and song. And record is different than song and all that stuff. I just yes. wonder, right, if there are too many things. The, the part that, again, I didn't watch much, I I felt it an actual obligation to at least get a taste of what was happening because I knew we were going to talk about it today. But the whole, the fans, they were interviewing, quote-unquote, the fans. What, what is and, with that? Have you noticed that there's this yeah. new thing now where we're always trying to add just the random people? Is that because of social media? So, yeah, that, yeah they had like... They had a bunch of like super fans of each of these big groups, like the Harry, a Harry Styles super fan, a Taylor Swift super yeah. fan, and others, all together. In fact, in some cases, even announcing the winners. I just don't understand. I don't need to see random dude from Ohio <laughs> tell me Not how much he loves Kendrick Lamar. Like, what are we doing? Interested in you. Right. There's one night <laughs> I don't want to see you or me or the likes of me. It's see, like, you know, I hear no, we want to hear we want to hear from the fans, the average everyday people. I I'll go next door and ask my neighbor if I care what he <laughs> thought about the Grammys last night, you know? I have access to him. One night of stars, show me the stars. Right? We used to do the same thing in news all the time, and they'd be, oh, go get MOS. That's man on the street. Now more more appropriate uh more politically correct referred to as uh pause, people yeah, on POS, the street. Yeah. Right. Just go out there and ask random people what they think of today's news. What the hell for? <laughs> I'm watching the news. Give me the newsmaker. Well, we don't want to just anybody. see. They want to see just a bunch of lawmakers. Well, the ones in charge. <laughs> well, there is something there. There, I definitely don't need to see lawmakers all the time. Okay. Well, I certainly don't need to see random everyday people chatting about you know the Grammy. Show me the stars. Like Madonna. <laughs> like Madonna. 8.55 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Coming up on the Steve Scafidi Show here on WTMJ. I was saying, I was at the Domes this weekend, Steve. We went to the train show just because I used to always take my kids there. And I took my son. I'm like, hey, he's like a teenager now. I'm like, hey, you want to go check this out? Remember how we used to go? And oh, yeah. It was fun. The place was mobbed. Still very popular. Yeah. So, Still I mean, I did popular. have that that moment of, man, I get, it's tough to say we can't make a go of it at this facility, but how could you s- sell it to somebody for a dollar or something like that and then ask them to sink $65 million into it? Like, <laughs> I get it, but... Man, there were so many people there, and they were happy to be there. And they were- If it's worth going to, people will go to. Forced events, eh, yeah. no. That's one that I have friends that are really into, into that stuff. And they, this is like their Super Bowl. At the train show? Yeah. yeah. Popular every like, year. I, I would be bored in the first five minutes, but, I mean, that's me. Forgive my ignorance, but are there a lot of different events like that at the domes? Like, do they do something like they that? They do different frequently? stuff always in the show dome yeah. every few months, but okay. it, nothing is as popular as the train I'm not show. an expert on the domes either, but they used to do a big business on high school dances, too. That was a big thing. Mm-hmm. They've done weddings. I, I chaperone dances in there in a different era. Man, it was crazy what I saw. <laughs> That's a whole show right there. <laughs> My goodness. You do not want to chaperone a dance. So have ask- you yet? No. I have not had the chaperone. Oh, don't want to do it. Wait till you see that whole nightmare unfold in front of your eyes. All right. So <laughs> I just want to tee this up because I'm going to be talking about it with Carol in a second. Can I comment on the Grammys if I didn't watch the Grammys? I've seen the highlights and I've read about them. 
So I think that, sure, yeah, yeah. If you if if you're up to speed yeah. on what's happened, yeah. right? I've got some thoughts. <laughs> Thirty, like, did you know that Beyonce is now the most winningest Grammy winner of all time? Yeah, thirty-two. She beat some dude, some composer from like Bulgaria who mm-hmm. had thirty something. Well, in categories you've never heard of, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever hear of that guy? No. That's kind of a. He had more than that. That guy had more than Paul McCartney. Does that make sense in your world? No. <laughs> no. There's, There's no different makes, types of music. I don't care. That seems nuts to me. I had this debate with somebody upstairs. How how are the, like the Beatles not number one in everything? Right. Every award, every number one, mm. it's either independently or together. Well, and because there's so many categories, right? And they go into areas that are not right. part of the popular It's like view. The, the awards that we win. Now, there's like a lot more categories. Than yes. It used to be just radio show and most popular host or whatever. Now it's like an eight billion thing. <laughs> Good luck to all, of those eight broad- billion. all those broadcasters out there. Good luck to you. That's it. We're going to talk about the Grammys and the crazy epic story of the balloon that traveled across the United States. I know you guys talked about that as well. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.